0: Everybody, You're very welcome back to another episode of FNI Rap Chat on the Headstuff Podcast Network, sponsored by Film Equipment Store, Wildcard Distribution and Octavid.com. Uh, thanks a million to everybody for their continued support of the podcast. Our sponsors, uh, special shout out to our sponsors for just being absolute legendary uh, individuals, for um, pushing us, uh, supporting us both uh, financially and otherwise. We really appreciate it, and also uh, our FNI members and listeners who uh, um, are incredible. It's been a tough couple of months. Um, we're nearly out the other side of 2020, which I think um, I think everybody will be glad to see uh, the door hit the arse of 2020 on the way out. Um, so um, we just wanted to try and do a lot of free stuff um, during that time to give people something to look forward to and to inspire and engage your audience so we hope you enjoyed that that was called F&I Connect and F&I at Home and we're slowly introducing F&I Meets which are uh, one-off uh, Q&A's with some people that we really admire Emma Donoghue was up recently we hope you enjoyed that and then coming up on the 21st of December we have Lenny Abramson director of Room The Phenomenon uh, that is Normal People and some of our favourite Irish films including Frank Adam and Paul, Garage, and uh, and what Richard did. Incredible work um, over the last 10 years. And Lenny has been a great supporter of FNI uh, from the very start. So thank you very much for that. Um, equally, we have a number of classes coming up uh, with FNI Connect as we round out the year. Um, if you check out our website, wearefni.com forward slash connect, you'll see that there are a couple of classes uh, left an episodic, comedic writing uh, series of classes with Cian McGarrigal. Uh, that's a really exciting one for people um, who want to try and uh, capture the magic formula in terms of how you structure uh, comic uh, comic writing. Uh, also, we have uh, a class with Steve Fanagan. Steve Fanagan works um, with Lenny Abramson a lot in terms of mixing and sound. So that's one for the soundies. Uh, we've been neglecting you guys uh, so we were aware of that and we wanted to do something for you. So that's coming up. That's a one-off class in December. Dates to be confirmed, but uh, they're coming up over the next few weeks. And we also have a one-off chat with Nick Dunning. Nick Dunning is a IFTA award-winning actor. Um, he's worked with everybody across the board. Meryl Streep, um, Gary Oldman, um, Val Kilmer, Colin Paddle, and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> he'll talk to us about his career in film and TV and um, vastly experienced in theatre, constantly working on the stage um, over here and in London and further afield. And um, was also in the middle of, like a lot of other actors we know, in the middle of a gig when Covid happened. He was doing, I think, um, was it Hamlet or Macbeth in, in the States and had to come home after like two days work, two days uh, on the boards. So, but yeah. Le- um. Nick is a fantastic motivator coach uh, practitioner um, you know he works with actors extensively and, and um, businesses and individuals to help them get the best results that they want uh, from for from whatever deadline they're working towards so that's a really it's a really really good one and it's free and it'll give you a little taste as to what uh, kind of work that Nick does um, uh, he's been very helpful to uh, F and I. Um, on and off over the last couple of years. Um, So thanks very much for that. So, today, 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 who have we got today? Today uh, we're joined by an actor and a writer, um, someone who we admire greatly um, at FNI uh, for her get up and go. Um, You know, she's one of those actors who doesn't wait for the phone to ring. She makes her own opportunities. She's an incredible writer, um, uh, that that has um created six one-woman shows. Um, it, we're just in awe of her of her um, ingenuity and gumption. We're allowed you to use that word now. Right? Gumption is okay to say, that Yeah, gumption. Um, someone who we admire uh, as an actor, but also as a creative. Um, and Amy also has her own podcast, which you can check out on all of your podcast networks, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that, called Year of the Selfie, where she interviews some incredible creative people that she admires. Um, so check that out. It's available online now. Um, Amy uh, most recently appeared in uh, Line of Duty, playing um, uh, Stephanie Corbett, um, Stephen Graham's wife, in that show. um but her credits include The Outpost, Vikings, Bridget and Aim, and Krypton, Coronation Street. Uh, she was also in The Cured, um, and Jason Bourne. Incredible um, actors, actor, um, and versatile and multifaceted. So she's uh, someone um, who is imminently castable. So check her out. We we're delighted to chat. I was delighted to chat to her about her body of work what it means to be a creative and um you know how to put your best foot forward and be the best version of yourself um, as a creative and performer and uh how you can't let the bastards drag you down so uh latest episode of F fni rap chat is with amy de Bruin. check her out
1: The World According to Wikipedia is a podcast that pops the hood of Wikipedia and invites you to take a look inside. Each episode, we will talk to someone from the Wikimedia community on topics like, why are only 18% of biographies about women? Can editing Wikipedia be a protest or activism? And what is it like for the communities working on the 200 plus Wikipedias that are not in English? Subscribe on your podcaster of choice and follow us on Twitter at world underscore Wikipedia.
0: Everybody And welcome back to um, the 7th Circle of Purgatory episode of FNI Rapchat on the Headstuff Podcast Network with myself, Paul Butler-Lennox. Uh, you're all very welcome along. I, I think this is going to go out after lockdown is over, so is, everybody must be really hungover and like buying Christmas presents and stuff. Um, I hope you're all keeping well and looking after yourselves and each other. Um, We really appreciate your interest in listening to this show, and in your support of Film Network Ireland, we really appreciate it. And also, uh, a couple of FNI-related pieces of news there. We have something really cool coming up on the 21st of December. We'll be having a chat with uh, Lenny Abramson, uh, who directed Normal People, so everybody can, uh, you know, have a listen to that, ask a few questions to Lenny, find out about his process, how he works. And, um, yeah... um, And we can round off the year in a a celebratory fashion um, and be thankful for what we have. Uh, So yeah, that's available on Hop In and it's on the 21st of December at 7pm. If you go to our um, Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Film Network Ireland, you can get all the information there about how you can book and so on. Today, finally... We have somebody, I've been dying to get on uh, the show for a couple of different reasons um, over the last couple of months, and I was going to ask uh, uh, this person to come on, but she went and did her own podcast, so she was busy doing her own podcast, so I couldn't ask her, so Amy De Bruin, you're very welcome along. Well,
1: thank you for having me.
0: How's it going? delighted. Good? Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, how's, how, how are you? I'm good. Yeah,
1: I was saying there, I, I kind of like, I, I feel better than expected at this point in lockdown 2.0, yeah. And at this point, just in
0: in, in COVID times, in, <laughs> you know? in, in life 2.3. Yeah. Um, how's it been for you? Are you one of these people who throws themselves into work uh, during this very crazy time, are or you, are you somebody who has been taking time to recalibrate and appreciate what you have around you and all that stuff? Yeah,
1: a all bit of. I re- really feel like a bit of everything. So, like I. Just before lockdown hit, I was I was ba- I was back doing it a, a, on a TV show and we had filmed a couple of episodes and then lockdown happened. And so obviously, like, I mean, the big, huge lockdown. And then literally just there a couple of weeks ago, we wrapped on the next few episodes and wrapped on the show. So that was brilliant. But in the midst of it, what was so strange about it was. So I kind of had in the back of my mind, I'm going back to work. I'm going back to work. I'm back, going back to filming. I'm one of the lucky ones, mm-hmm. like happy out. I also have a, a one and a few month year olds, to, three year olds. I that <laughs> yes! a, a sixteen month year old who has been keeping me busy over that time as well. Yeah. But I really, what I found really interesting is I'm usually someone who's very proactive mm. and will like keep making projects, keep ticking away at things. And I really felt the opposite when lockdown happened. I just felt like <laughs> the sort of world was trying to tell us something. Go so, like
0: stop like here just like stop. Hair, hair lads yeah here,
1: lads. just <laughs> listen and just shut up yeah just be quiet you know and uh and I really did that first time in my life really sat yeah. and was quiet and and sort of listened to what my I guess creativity was trying to say or whatever you want way you want to put it mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I then decided to to, to do a podcast I had a mic there I and I just and and it really came very strongly to me, like about using your voice and using your voice for good and maybe speaking to other. I just thought about speaking to other artists about that thing of like your mental health and your creativity and the link mm-hmm. between it, and particularly in COVID times because we we're so like I, what I find every time I talk to an artist is that like we're so our, our identity is so tied up in our work. Mm-hmm. And our ego and all of that kind of thing. And yeah, so so it was kind of, I, I feel like I went through every kind of stage of of, <laughs> of, of, of You might even say like different creative creative phases,
0: phases you might even say. Yes, exactly. During the uh, pandemic. Yeah,
1: exactly. I went through every phase in the pandemic, uh, for <laughs> sure. Uh, so yeah, I've kind of, yeah, done everything really and nothing mm-hmm.
0: at the same time. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> um, you know, anyone who's familiar with you or even... Um, been following you in any capacity over the last couple of years will will see that you're somebody who has a tremendous amount of get up and go you make your own opportunities you don't wait for the mountain to come to you and i think that's that's um that's a quality that's that's really important not just during a pandemic but in general terms um um, i think there's a, a lot of people could take a leaf out of your out of your book just in terms of productivity um you know, um, you do some incredible. Not only are you a writer, but you're. Um, you, do you direct? Is directing
1: a thing? I haven't done. I haven't, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't done. Well, that you've directed yet, yourself. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's on the horizon. Uh, obviously, writer, screenwriter, playwright. Um, um, you know, what don't you do?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, God, I. I Mammy. I,
1: Mammy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't directed yet. That's one thing I don't do. Right. Uh, but yeah, thanks for saying that because I, you know, that's another thing as well. You feel very uh, lonely sometimes in this job, and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, kind of making things is how I, yeah, how I feel creative and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's just a, a way of survival for me, and 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 another thing as well of like having my own power and and not kind of sitting by the phone and waiting for it to ring and mm-hmm. and also as well if you are sitting by the phone waiting for it to ring sometimes the parts that come through are just kind of piddly little you know th- there's nothing wrong with them but like you know these kinds it's of, day, it's of day, it's day, player day, stuff. day player stuff Day and, and that was a huge part of building my career to get me to this point but while I was doing that and get building my career and waiting for the phone to ring and doing those essential day player roles to get me to the point where I am mm-hmm. I wanted to play characters that excited me and challenged me and 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 there was a time when only through my own writing was I going to be getting the opportunity to do that.
0: I, I suppose the only way you can shine a spotlight on yourself is yeah. by doing it yourself. You know, yeah. creating your own opportunities or certainly creating opportunities that will lead to other opportunities.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, And of course, you know, the, the, the work within itself for each job, it, it, it carries the same importance all the way along, but you have to, you have an eye on the next job, obviously, you know. Yeah. And the devil makes work for idle hands, and all that type of stuff, particularly for actors and mental health.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we'll take it way back, way back to the start. Um When did you know you wanted to be an actor? I have properly, like properly.
1: I this sounds like a cliche, but like I I always knew. That's like I don't remember a time that I didn't want to do it right. um. but I think <laughs> I think apart, like literally I was one of those weird, like I like I, my my ever this is a famous story now at this point but like since I was when I was about three years old I used to watch Annie the, the video you know with them yeah. Um, yeah like the night with Carol Burnett and everything on loop I used to watch it over I knew every word and I couldn't even pronounce the words I was that small And I would act it out in my garden and different little nooks and crannies in the house. And that, I think I always remember, was always a kind of a like, this is what I want to do. Like, I just knew that I Mm. always wanted to do that. So
0: it was inescapable.
1: Yeah. Like, and there was obviously different moments along the way, which kind of confirmed it again. Like even things, stupid things like uh, in junior infants, the whole school used to do a, a nativity play. And in junior infants, I was the star that had to walk down the church and guide Mary and Joseph to the crib. And that was like, I was like, yeah, no, guys, this is like my moment. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, or watching my sister. My sister's like 11 years older than me. And she mm-hmm. was in, you know, so she was in Trinity in the first drama and Theatre Studies course. Wow. Um, that's how old she is. Bit so. of a dynasty, right? <laughs> <huh? laughs> yeah, didn't I? But uh, so, I, like, and I remember going to see her in this play, the, this mad play. It was called The Perfect Potato. And Fiona laughs about it now, and And she's like, Amy, it was dreadful it was it was something that happened on like i think Mm -hmm. i I can't remember how they put it together but it was this madness thing that they put like pulled together and it was mad but i was probably about six at the time so i was staring at her like with like stars (laughs) like this is what i want to do you know so another
0: opening another (laughs) show
1: (laughs) So there was all of those kind of mad things, but it was it was just in me from from yeah. day dot, and it was and it was not about performing for me. It was about I. We would love losing myself in the character. That was a huge thing for me, and I didn't care if people were looking or not. Mm. That was that was a, a kind of so it wasn't a kind of this kind of you know precocious kind of child. Performance it wasn't. Thing. It wasn't
0: a phase. It wasn't like oh no. she's, she's looking for attention. It's no. like.
1: My mum would just find me doing little characters in the corner, like, and actually, I was probably worse if people watched me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I mean, for, uh, similarly, with a lot of people that come on, particularly performers, it's something they can't really, uh, they can't quite put into words. It's, uh, you know, it's a vocation more so than anything else.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's something that you won't let you go, and you have to find a way to cope with it yeah. more than anything else. It's yeah. like, you know, a, a, an addiction, I guess, or a. Um, a state of mind um, what is? It, how do you cope with the bad times
1: Ooh, um, yeah I've had a lot of practice at it so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I can write you a book um, it's been years of learning I think and mm-hmm. years of developing and I think uh, and so many again phases you know through my 20s and all those kind of things but I think for me <laughs> self help books um, yoga um, uh, writing. Um, those are the kind of things that really keep me grounded and, uh, I, and keep me, I guess, in a rhythm. And I think like, wi- being in this job or being an actor, you've no structure. You've no, you know. So you have to kind of build your own. So things like yoga help me build a structure. Mm-hmm. Um, writing helps me build a structure. You know, and getting out of my head, is a huge thing. And then connect you know, and then also, like now, as I'm older, you know, being okay with the days that I am just being a mom or mm. you know or connecting in with family and friends and stuff like that is 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 yeah, huge for my mental health. Um, but definitely having things in place that I know kind of keep me level be, because that is a huge thing because we don't have structure, so so mm. you have to build your own. and like otherwise. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you're just drinking in the pub and bitching and doing yeah, all that yeah. kind of thing. It
0: becomes very kind of you know, you fall down a well very quickly, don't you? Yeah. Uh, and it's very hard to get out. Yeah, and,
1: and, 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 and definitely breaking away from from my identity as 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 an actor and my identity as who I am just as a person, just mm. Amy.
0: It, so. it it is that duality though, isn't it? Is is that like I like you said at the start there, uh yes it's so intrinsic yeah. to your to, the, to your sense of self being a performer and an actor, but you kind of lose yourself in that, the type of person that you are, or you know, or at least question maybe your motives as to why you do what you do. Yeah. And yeah. and and uh, for, for for me anyway, it's uh, you have to give yourself permission to be uh, human yeah. and to fail, to fuck up, to uh, intentionally and unintentionally make mistakes and be okay with that is that what it's like for you
1: yeah I think so and yeah and and also realizing when it's my ego and when my work is coming from a place of truth and wanting Mm -hmm. to put good out into the world and do good and all of that kind of stuff and when it is just my ego and just wanting wanting to be looked at or seen or acknowledged and trying to kind of unknit those kind of two personalities, you know, and <laughs>
0: yeah. and
1: yeah. And yeah, because it, it, it's kind of it's all woven in. And, and it's very hard to kind of to, to, to break away from from the kind of part because it is nice when you do good work to be seen and mm-hmm. acknowledged. And 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 it's nice. for You know, that's even one of the things I wrote a, a play a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, about a forgotten woman in Irish history, a huge the inspiration behind it was about being seen and how how hard it is when you don't feel like you're seen and Reco- recognition kind of recognition you know yeah,
0: yeah.
1: so yeah it's kind of constantly trying to trying to just break break those two kind of things apart and and really always trying to come back to the truth and the essence of who you are and 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 it not be sort of uh, and, and really know when you're when you when you're doing things just because of your ego and stuff like that
0: Yeah, I think we all fall into that trap. But it's very important. Uh, Number one, um, I think it's a lot easier now to be a creative or it's getting easier. You know, there's that kind of sense of going to the social welfare office and get it. You know, are you looking for a real job kind of comments over the years? Or, you know, or if you're in, beti- in between jobs or whatever it yeah. is you're doing or there's some sort of subsidy there, you might feel lesser in some capacity in some way, you know, we all need a helping hand in that way. I think the acknowledgement of the government in giving a potential subsidy yeah. to people like you or me or, uh, you know, hundreds of people that may be listening to this is well overdue. Mm. It will give us a confidence boost. Yeah. It will show us that what we do is not a dream, is not a, you know, and if if anything, it's shown. Um, particularly over the last, you know, six to eight months, how valuable the work that creative people do in this country, in particular. Yeah. Um, and it's and, and and bravo to that. Um, uh, are you getting paid? Are you working? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always getting paid. No,
1: <laughs> I'm always working. I'm always working. Yeah, no, I'm more, like I'm I'm lucky because I do do voiceovers as well and. As we always say, a few, have a few strings to my bow. So I've been lucky in that way that I've able to work, and then I had that TV series that I've signed an NDA, so I can't uh, name it, okay. but uh, that I that I, that I was doing as well. Um, so that's huge. Like yeah. that's huge for me to be to be able to do, and 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 that's huge because I, I constantly then have my creative outlet, you know, yeah. as well. So it's so much harder for people now, you know, whose work has been just whipped away from them, and mm-hmm. there's nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, and then and then there's the pressure of kind of, you know, people thinking that they, ha- oh well, I have to write now a, a play and I have to write a film, but like, if you're not that, if that's not your way into your creativity, yeah, like you don't have to, you know, like I think we we kind of like we put so much pressure on ourselves, you know, to to kind of to be proactive, you mm-hmm. know. And like for me, my way in was writing to finding, you know, an extra little thing to my creativity. But that's not everyone's. Like for someone else, it could be singing, it could be dancing, it could be drawing, it could be. Anything, re- podcast, yeah, re- re-
0: reconnecting to something, or you know, or, or or exploring something new. A lot of people I know feel as if, yeah, exactly as you said, feel as if they have to write that, the, the first you know, the, yeah. the great American novel or whatever. It's just like relax. Maybe this time for you is for you to be doing not a lot. Yeah, yeah, re- reading, going yeah. for walks, exercising, losing a bit of weight, whatever you need to do, do that.
1: Yeah, and getting to know yourself better because yeah. that's a huge thing as well. I think the better that you know yourself. As an actor, the better you're you're able to distance yourself yeah. from your work, and that sounds kind of weird, but like almost like the more you know yourself, the more that you can just create a distance between yourself and a character, mm-hmm. and play them better, you know, because you know exactly who you are, uh, you know, and it, I think that's mm-hmm. yeah, very helpful.
0: I think you, I I you know over I remember chatting to when I was in drama school, chatting to tutors and stuff, and them saying to me. You you know you won't become an actor until, like, 20 years down the line. You know yeah.
1: that?
0: Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm not sure I'm full of life and I'm the funny guy in the corner. Of course yeah. I'm going to be, you know, X, yeah. Y, and Z now. But now I understand it. Mm. Is it. Is is that the way it is for you? Do you really feel as if you're an actor now? Like, you're a proper, whatever that is, you know, you're one of them now. Yeah. Unashamedly, I- unashamedly you can say, I'm an actor, to anybody who asks.
1: Yes, and... And probably because I feel more comfortable in the fact that I am an actor and it doesn't matter what the job is that I'm on or not on. I'm mm. an actor and I'm OK with that. For
0: better or work. worse.
1: Yeah, for better or worse. <laughs> oh God, The loveless marriage. No, it's not. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like so, it's, it ki- it's kind of
0: like that. Sometimes.
1: <laughs> sometimes it's pretty tough. But yeah, it is like you, you, that. That. I'm and I'm more uh, more confident in it. Don't feel like I have to prove myself. Like no, of course I have me days. Like but mm-hmm. yeah, more confident in it. More confident in myself, and and I and that I don't feel the need to be like guys. I'm doing. Um, you know when someone says mm. how this is like the classic actor thing. Someone says, uh, "How are you?" And an actor will be like, Yeah, no, great, just finished on a on a on a show. No and, no no no, how uh, are I, you? No, I'm actually asking how you are. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you know, don't give a give a hoot like
0: about Yeah no you can away, go ahead. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, sorry <laughs> that's such somebody who's just been spending time with the sixteen month year ah. Oh, don't give a a flip a flippity flop. Um yeah, no, don't give a like fuck if yeah. what you're doing. I'm actually asking
0: yeah.
1: how you I are I care about
0: you. We we happen to be both actors. Yeah. I think that's a trap you fall into and it's very um uh, I, I, I don't put myself in that situation anymore yeah. but I know certainly over the years you'd find yourself in pose giving out about what other people were doing yeah. or looking at cows in other fields um, yeah. when you're not mowing your own lawn you know yeah. in a way it's, um, you're not procuring your own opportunities yeah um, and I think it's incredibly negative to do that would you have any do you think or actually do you think in Ireland um, it's f- or maybe certainly it's getting better but do you think it's frowned upon If a performer does three or four different things, because in any other country, it seems to be if you're, you can be a podcaster, you can be an actor, you can be a compare, you can be, you know, a delicatessen, whatever, or a florist or whatever you want to do. But is it easier now? Or do you think that there's a perception that, oh, who does so-and-so think they are? They should only be doing that one thing, that box that we've put them in.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess. I'm not sure because I think like from 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 my training and my background and my roots in the industry, which would have been over in the UK for a good while, it was kind of like it was celebrated if you were a little grafter and you were doing loads of different things. And it probably is better, actually. It probably is better nowadays that you can have a few strings to your bow
0: mm-hmm. for
1: sure. But I, yeah, I think there is a little bit of a probably what is that tall poppy syndrome or whatever they call it, like <laughs> because we're in a we're in a uh, we're, we're, we're in a tiny, tiny little industry. And I think where that attitude comes from is just that, you know, like as if when somebody who does theatre and is doing well in theatre starts sort of moving into mm-hmm. film, you're kind of going like, no, hang on a second now. Whoa, 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 well, whoa! Well,
0: you're, well, you're a brilliant actor. You're you stay over there in your
1: little theater box because we don't want you over here because you're going to steal all the jobs. And that's basically it comes from the fear of people being too successful or making you feel bad or, you know. So I don't I don't know if it's frowned upon. I certainly think it's deadly when people are doing those yeah. things that inspires me.
0: But, yeah. yeah, I'm the very same. I, yeah. I, I, you know, call me old-fashioned, but I like to see people doing well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no really, people I like. It's like yeah. I'm fucking delighted for you. You yeah. deserve that. You've worked really hard. You yeah. deserve that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about kind of when you you went to college in the UK in uni, yeah. in, uni in the in the UK, and um, what was that like?
1: <gasps> Amazing. Like I just. For me, it was like the dream because I just got to get up every single day, nine to five, and even later then sometimes if you're doing a show, mm. just do acting every single day. I got to be in London, in London, which was at the time... Because it was, it was back in 2003, so it did feel like a completely different world.
0: Was it like, like, was it like Sex and the City?
1: It was like Sex and <laughs> the City, except no cosmopolitan's, we were too poor.
0: And, so yeah. and beans on toast. Yeah,
1: beans on toast. Um, yeah, and I loved it, and I felt like I really met my tribe over there. It was people who wanted to do it because I'd never really felt even in school, like we were able to do like a school musical and I would do drama classes outside school, but I never really felt like I, you know, like anyone really got that side of me mm-hmm. in the same way that when you go and meet people who want to do exactly what you want to do and have that vocation or that calling you really feel it. So I just loved it.
0: I loved everything about it. You could spread your wings in a way maybe you yeah. felt as if maybe you couldn't have or weren't allowed to in some capacity.
1: Yeah, and I think it just built a huge amount of confidence as well because that was a huge thing as well. I wasn't in tiny Dublin and Dublin isn't small like I, I'm making it sound dreadful but as in like there's a great freedom when you're you're 19 and you go and you just leave and you're in a completely new city. No one knows you. You can dress how you like. You can go out with who you want you can do whatever you want
0: to do. you won't see the same face twice college so uh
1: so i loved it and uh and for me i like i know i say that about drama school and people are like oh sh-, you know should you go or should you not look like some people do really well not going uh what i think it did for me was just build confidence because i i don't think i came out any more or less talented i think I came out more confident. I was a, I was able to hold myself better within the industry.
0: It's it, for me when I was in drama school, it was very much a break break you down, build you back up type of thing. Yeah,
1: this place. They I know other people had that experience. I don't think I would have coped well with that. No,
0: that's yeah. how I was very much treated. Yeah, because I was a blabbermouth, so I was like, you need to shut up and just listen for a while, and yeah. I did for about you know for the duration of the time I was there. Yeah, and then I was just like let out of the box again. Only I knew some monologues and some Shakespeare. Oh.
1: Um, you see I do wonder with drama skills like if you uh, I think if you take what the thing is about the person you mm-hmm. know okay he's a bit of a blabbermate, so let's like get him to use that in a positive way I feel like it's a bit more
0: productive that's just my own yeah stick him in like a Midsummer Night's Dream he'll be Grant kind of thing yeah. or, <laughs> yeah. or um, yeah I, I suppose it's a different experience for for everybody yeah. I, I needed it I, I needed it for for Cop On yeah I needed it for uh, uh, to feel to feel more uh, empathy for, for not for people but certainly um for the work yeah uh, uh, to find a little bit more emotional truth in, in the subject matter and okay. to be less about you know less about me yeah. it mean, was was i don 't know what it was like for you, what was it like for you overall did yeah. you did, did you need it? Did you feel better off because of it
1: Oh yeah, but again, I think that was definitely a confidence thing. But, but I needed it. I needed that time to, to ground into the work and mm-hmm. myself. I think probably if I just kind of gone straight into the acting industry straight after school, I think I probably would have gone very surface level, everything very surface level. I think it allows you to kind of dig deep, whether it is through the work that you're doing at drama school or just what comes up for you emotionally at drama school, Is in, you know, it's, it's a very it's a weird atmosphere fucking mental to go to drama school, like you know it's all these kind of...
0: For anybody who hasn't been to drama school, it's very much a case of work together, work together, work work together and now attack, attack yeah. each other at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, you sort of get used to being really working together and then you're just sort of pitted against each other, it's all a bit kind of
0: like It's and very Machiavellian um, yeah. um, There's so much to talk about so I'm going to try and just skip ahead um, <laughs> Yeah um, Tell us a little bit about kind of your first Gigs and, and, and some work that you've done. Um, you've you, you've amassed quite a CV over the last couple of years and some really interesting work. Um, I know you can't talk in great detail about some of it, mm. but um, what does it mean to you to be working? In you work a lot theatrically as well. What are the different? What does it mean to you to work in film and TV? Um, and in theatre and the differences between both.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so I found more of a home in TV and film like as in adopted you know like people you know I I feel like I've been taken in I feel like uh, I've been given opportunities in TV and film
0: taken seriously taken seriously
1: and yeah and and I and and I love the craft and I feel like I've really over the last few years been able to kind of refine it which is really lovely thing to do because I you know in drama school we would be doing modules in TV and getting training and everything and and that's your starting point, but it's, there's nothing like being on set and slowly refining and learning because they're two different, they're two different beasts and 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 your, your audience uh, in a film or TV is literally on your nose. So you have to like refine it right down. And then the audience, like when you're on stage, you have to be radiating out to every single corner and it's still, you're still radiating out mm-hmm. to an audience, but it's just like, it's like a, a different like measure all the time. Um, and with, uh, theater, I I adore it. I mm. feel like I feel like I am some like <laughs> I always say. I feel like my soul is just up there dancing when I'm on when I, when I'm on stage. I feel so
0: free, uh, in free in free flow. Yeah, yeah free yeah.
1: flow. Like and I really don't. Um, and that's but that's through doing my own shows. Like mm. I don't. I have not gotten. Uh, I, I'm I'm not. I, I could count on probably one hand the amount of times I've been th- seen for theatre jobs mm-hmm. uh, in this country, um, and 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 I've written six different one-woman shows and performed them here and in the worldwide, and then uh, my own show, which was a two-hander, mm-hmm. Um you know, so so it's a so I have a weird relationship with the institution, I guess, of theatre, if that's the right word to use. But I love doing theatre, and that's why I've I've written these, uh, these these shows because I I adore it and and I love performing. Yeah, and I do feel and and what to me I I feel such a connection with the audience when I'm performing, and I just don't have um I feel so free on stage, and 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 it took me all of those shows and experiences. And performing them in cafe theatre and performing them like, you know, heading over to 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 a festival in London or a festival in New York on my own and with my show in a bag and putting it on and in every different scenario. So I feel like I over all of that time, I've built this sort of confidence and free flow in in theatre that I feel really connected and I feel really confident in it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But that said, <laughs> I don't get to work at it with other people. as in other people employing me. But that, of
0: course, yeah, yeah.
1: But that's also uh, in order to to I guess work full time in theatre, possibly in the, in a country like ours. You need to really be putting the work into meeting the people,
0: cultivating relationships, cultivating relationships, and and, uh, and,
1: mm-hmm. and I'm I'm probably I'm crap at that. So, mm-hmm. so that's why the film that. and TV thing I kind of love. Uh, I, I love the home it's given me and I love the platform it's given me yeah and and I love and, and I love the skill that it's given me you
0: know well it's you know it's it's routine it's discipline it's yeah, yeah. it's you know it's the essence of what it's supposed to be yeah you know uh, constantly procuring your own opportunities yeah. making your own work you know um mm-hmm. that's what I think as well just through FNI and the work that we do there is if you're not happy mm-hmm what's happening to you create your own opportunities yeah you know? do something about it you can always do something about it yeah you can and you can learn you can like you can learn a monologue right you can do something yeah you can find a story you can try and lift it up in some way you can get people together there's always ways yeah of making something
1: and it, and, and be it a is maker. that simple like it is that simple and i think we try to the fear over it you know like yeah. You know, the fear overcomplicates it, like, you know, uh, and the sort of what will they think and what will they say and whatever. And it's like, who cares? Like, literally, who cares? It's
0: that thing, you know, what what other people think of you is none of your business. Mm -hmm. You're not performing for anybody in particular. No. You know, uh, you just want to do good work.
1: And the intention behind it, if the intention Mm -hmm. behind it is good and pure, people do pick up on it. Yeah. And and what you'll find is, you know... uh, random people then come out of the woodwork and are like, oh, I saw you on that thing or I listened to this or I did that, you know, and it really spoke to me because of this. And y- you'll, you'll start to find sort of, there is a little audience out there for what mm-hmm. you are doing or what you are making. And it's more special because it's pure.
0: It's And, gra- and it's gratifying. And you know the difference when somebody means it. Yes, right? yes. You know, it's not like, you know, you can see someone kind of hovering and come over and chat to you sometimes. Yeah. You, when you've done something that you know you know, kind of works. Yeah. And you know yourself it works. Yeah. So it, you know, it doesn't, you know, there's a, there's the genuine nature of somebody telling you that something you've done meant something to them in some way, or you just did a good job, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's the carpenter thing. I, you know, you you built a staircase and s- you someone rubs their hand along and goes, jeez, that's a great job. Yeah,
1: yeah. It
0: means the world, right?
1: Yeah, it does. And, and you forget the, how much it means, because I sometimes get in contact with people if I've seen something that they've done and I've loved it. Mm-hmm. And I'll get in contact and I'm like, oh God, they don't need me telling them. And then I'm like, fuck it, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Like, th- like, I'm not, uh, you know, because the fear comes in and I go they'll think I want a job or they'll think I, no I don't I just want to tell them yeah. that it moved me in some way and here you go and it's always nice to be mm-hmm. nice and it's always nice to hear a nice thing about something that you did
0: that's what my dad always says it's nice to be nice um, yeah. there, there is that thing though right I mean, I mean if you want to get ahead if you treat someone like a star yeah. they're going to treat you like a fan
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, So y-
0: there's that element of kind of approaching somebody in the right way mm. or when you're working with somebody. And you've worked with people with some big profiles, particularly yeah. recently. Um, have you any tips for actors in that environment? Yeah. You know, when you find yourself on set and you have a little bit of time to yourself and you're like looking around and you're, you're there with a cup of coffee and in a situation like that, how best to behave in situations
1: like that. Like then with people who are quite big.
0: Or just in, in general, just in terms of etiquette, you know, when you're working. Yeah. Well, or, or, or with big names, you know, how, how do you... Actually,
1: yeah, I think it's with big names or people who aren't big. I think it's that everybody is the same. Like, uh, uh, and that sounds so, that sounds like such a crap, like, (laughs) like as if, like, you know, look, guys, I've just thought of something really interesting here. Everyone's the same. Yeah, okay, I mean, you know. Everybody is the same. same. But it is, because the tendency is to go into a situation, and if you're working with an actor who's quite big, is to kind of go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. No, like, just be like, well, I'm employed to do this job. So are they. So we're on this level. That's all. And and treat them the exact same as you're treating the runner or the person grabbing your coffee. Say, please, say thank you. Because there's been so many times I've rocked up on a set Mm -hmm. and then only a few years later to come back and someone's been promoted way up the ranks. Like, so it is that classic thing of like, if you're going to see them on the way up, you're going to see them on the way down. Mm -hmm. And it is tempting when, you know, when you're on set and, and the tensions are high and, for people to get a bit kind of like short and snippy. But I think, like, really, we work so little. Like actors, unless you're Tom Cruise, like we work so little out of the time that we would like to work out of the out of the working year. Like it it, it costs you nothing to just be sound for those few hours that you're there or those few days or few weeks, a few months or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think uh, that for me and, and also to yeah to really level the playing field and just go like when you are working with someone who you are you know a bit in awe of if you start letting that affect anything the, the scene's going to be total shite so you have to really just come at it as like this person is my equal and, and try and get as much out of them as and give as much to them as they're going to give I you I assume
0: they appreciate that more as well you know yeah Um. you know I was we were chatting to Kieran Foy recently at at an online event and he was talking about what he met Spielberg. Oh my god. And he was like So he's like at a buffet or whatever. Steven Spielberg yeah. walks up and starts, you know, picking up canopies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, There's Steven Spielberg and he's like, Ah fucking you know, the boulder scene from Indiana yeah. Jones in his head and whatever else. And then Steven Spielberg turned to him and he said, Um, You're you're Irish, right? And he knew who he was and he said, uh you know, um, do you like Tullamore Jew? And they had a conversation for 20 minutes about wi- whiskeys. Yeah. Not a mention of any films. Yeah. Not a mention of anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose that's the best example of somebody putting somebody at ease and going, it's grand. Yeah. Take it easy.
1: Totally. And I think the more you can talk about those kind of normal things, because mm-hmm. what i found is like, uh, like, well, yeah, when I am on set, you end up talking about your kid or yeah, mm-hmm. your family or, and I think to, to, to really bring it back down, just bring back it down to reality, like cause it's not n- nobody's more like, ha- what message are you sending out into the world if you're going to work and you're like, you're more special than I am, I'm not special <laughs> at all you know. It's I,
0: I, it's, I think it's very important uh, for me anyway, having kids or having a child um we spoke about this off There's uh, a great leveller, it's like yeah. I don't want to behave in a way that if I behave that way in front of my child that they would not like yeah. so not to say that uh, my behaviour is so outlandishly ridiculous that she'd be embarrassed by me but then again everything I do embarrasses her now because yeah. she's 11 <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know that kind of <sighs> you don't want to let hypothetically people around you down yeah yeah which is very important
1: and you want people to say oh I've, I've worked with your mum or I've worked with your wife or your whoever yeah, yeah. you know um, they're lovely really nice person and then know? you go yes I
0: wasn't an arsehole to them
1: Oh god no, but <laughs> you, yeah, you would have that fear of like if someone goes oh I, I remember meeting you on some set and you're like I don't remember that oh god was I nice was I being nice you know yeah 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 what um, kind of mood
0: and again there's that kind of you know oft- often first impressions or first encounters with people can often be incorrect yeah you know so you need to give people uh, you know 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 um, a wide berth uh, and a bit of uh, you know and a bit of respect yeah even under those circumstances yeah i mean god knows if you've if someone's a repeat offender that can't be helped but in general terms you need to be kind right all the time
1: yeah i think so i think yeah And, and there's no point writing somebody off if you've met them because that's what we want to do if you've worked with somebody you want to what are they like and you they want to turn around and go oh yeah no they were awful it's like she's she's a bitch because they worked, you know, you you, you her yeah. on a bad day. I think it's just better to just, yeah, the benefit of the doubt for sure. And also, and, and if you're just sound and you're, and I think just take your work seriously, just be on, You know, like with any job, you're not more special than anyone else. You're not less special than anyone else. Go in, do your job, do it well, be sound. And you will be so surprised at how, at, at how many times, how many times I've been asked back to, uh, or I've been asked back to a role or to a or with the same director or, or whatever, and I think that is just a case of like be reliable, just be reliable, you yeah, know and yeah, i think yeah. it's it's overrated like underrated underrated <laughs> yes. you know yeah underrated
0: um we could chat all day I'll ask you one last question um if a young actress is listening to this show and let's say that this young actress was you,, oh God. what would you say to her? if she was like 17, 18, thinking about entering this career, what advice would you give her or, you know, actress A who's listening? I'd
1: say, yeah, keep doing what you're doing Um, and that you you have a creative voice that is worthy and worthwhile and the journey will not be in the big, huge jobs that you get the journey will be finding your creative voice and the truth in
0: that. If that's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, it was perfect. Okay. I was like, I don't say anything. Just give it, a, oh. give it about four seconds there for the land. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, stellar advice and a great place to l- leave it. Uh, where can people listen to your own awesome podcast? where you interview some other incredible people.
1: Yes, uh, it's called Year of the Selfie Podcast and you can get it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, really. But those are kind of the two main ones, aren't they? Oh, and there's also on YouTube, if you want to look at our at our sweaty face, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, the duvet boots. But yes. I just say, not just under a duvet, good God. But yeah, cool. there you go. Um,
0: Continued success. Um, can't wait to see you in in, in uh, aforementioned Yes, yeah. television series. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. It's 2021,
1: 2021, yeah, uh, actually
0: in two minutes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks very much for coming on. Really thank appreciate it. Thank you, your time. And thank
1: you for all the support from you and FNI.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thank no, you. Namaste. Namaste.